0: MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach, with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn
2: more at microsoft.com slash AI for Hear that? That's the sound of your car's NCT getting closer. But this year, why not rely on an Avantcard loan rather than luck? If it's time to upgrade your car to something newer, it's time you contacted Avantcard. Avantcard offers loans from 5000 to €75,000, approval in principle in minutes, and personalised pricing made for you.
1: Find out more at AventCard.ie. Lending criteria, terms,
2: and conditions apply. Avantcard DAC Trading's Avantcard is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Log Talk Radio.
0: Fantasy Baseball Live. We're here every Sunday evening talking the game of baseball, talking the game of fantasy baseball, talking whatever the heck we want to talk about except it isn't Sunday evening. It is Tuesday evening. We're running a little bit late. I was on vacation uh, and could not do it on Sunday. It was actually at a Joe Bonamassa concert in Charlotte, North Carolina. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. It was totally, totally awesome. We're going to be talking about our preview of our starting pitchers this evening. The great Tim McLeod has put together 160 names. We're not going to get through all 160 names. We're going to go through the top 40 names or so. And then we're going to record again on Sunday for next Sunday's show and we will cover the rest of them. Um, And uh, so let me get uh, through with a few housekeeping uh, exercises here. Just if you want to get a hold of us, the best way to do that is either on the Twitter at Rich Wilson P361, at Rich Wilson P361. Get the great Tim McLeod at Timothy LMC, at Timothy LMC. Of course, you can go out to our Facebook page. Uh, prospect 361 dynasty league groups we've got well over 2,000 people now joining all the time and it's a great place to crowdsource find out uh what everybody else might think of your trades your teams etc you're looking to join dynasty leagues or redraft leagues it's uh really a place to go out and do that i highly encourage you guys to do it of course if you want to go out on itunes and review us that would be awesome say whatever you want you say nice things great if you say bad things you'll hurt our feelings but hey that's the way it goes i'm going to bring on the great tim mccloud tim's had a long week so everybody be nice to the great tim mccloud how are you timmy
2: hey i'm doing fine rich i'm hanging in there uh just to let you know, okay, if people do say bad things, um, up here I have free health care, so it doesn't really matter. I'll get over <laughs> it, okay? <laughs> yeah, well,
0: we got uh, free, kind of free health care here, Timmy. It's not free you have to pay for, but yeah, it's all falling apart, the health care thing. So I don't know much about it. I don't want to get into political stuff, Timmy. So we've got the uh, our, our president, Donald Trump, going to speak in about an hour. So we're going to try to get this done in an hour to an hour and 15 minutes so I can watch what he's going to say.
2: Yeah, it's moments like this that make me very, very happy to be Canadian and have CBC, okay? So we do okay. have options, okay? It's Is not there, like we're, we're stuck.
0: Yeah, we, we might not uh, end on time, Timmy, because i got to tell you about the Joe Bonamassa concert. At the end of the show, it was awesome.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, Rich. <laughs> and it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun the past couple of weeks. We're just motoring in DL5. We're up to what round 37 now, having a lot of fun with that.
0: It is Timmy, and uh, maybe next week it's going to be a little bit of a short show this week. Uh, and plus, I've got a special guest that. You don't even know about, Timmy, that I'm going to bring on here in a minute or so. Uh, He's going to talk about promoting uh, something that I'm actually involved in. I think it's actually pretty neat. Hopefully, if this is successful this year, you can get involved next year. Um, But uh, I'm going to bring him on in a couple of minutes. But, yeah, you and I have been involved in this Dynasty League startup. We're on uh, just beginning week three, and we should be done in another, what, five or six days, you think?
2: Yeah, I would think so. We're in round 37, 13 rounds. Yeah, another week or so. But uh, it's moving at a real good pace and uh, a lot of fun. I, I'm, enjoying, uh, I'm enjoying how it's shaken down.
0: And we, let's talk about that next next Sunday, Timmy. We'll talk about that and okay. the closing of your your starting pitcher. And this week we're going to do a few Twitter questions and talk primarily about starting pitcher. But I'm going to bring on my good friend bj pavanka he's a good friend timmy I, I did a i did a radio show with him so we're good friends now. probably butchering his name but without further ado bj you out there
1: hey rich and actually you, you crushed the name it was perfect
0: really that's that's yes. very highly unusual say hello to tim mcleod
1: hey tim
2: Hey, BJ. I'll be with you in a second. I'm just putting an X on the calendar here, okay? Every time we get a name right, I put an X on the calendar. I think we're up to three now, Rich.
0: Absolutely. So I asked BJ to come on, Timmy, because uh, he is putting together a baseball summit. It's an online baseball summit, and uh, he asked me to participate and put together kind of a list of top 20 prospects, and I debated them with another gentleman and uh, BJ, why don't you tell us a little bit about this uh, online seminar that you're doing, how people can get access to it and kind of what you're trying to accomplish with it.
1: All right. Um, well, basically the, the, the summit is a video version of a preview for the 2017 season. Uh, we put together all the fantasy positions um, with two special guest experts um, discussing their rankings. Um, you, we did, uh, and obviously we included prospects in that because there's always some impact prospects who come up. Um, and one of the reasons really, we really put this together is, um, you know, you can get a magazine and, you know, I, I remember looking around like Christmas time and I'm looking at some of the, the guys I follow on Twitter who are editors and they're saying, just finished editing the, uh, you know, for the, for the magazine and it's like half the free agents still didn't have jobs. And you're like, well, this could be kind of important, you know. What if, uh, what if a pitcher signs in Colorado or a hitter, or you know, or Alex Reyes blows out his elbow? You know, I mean, those things can 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 mess things up. You know, um, unfortunately, the your Ventura incident. That's that's. These are all the kind of things that you know can be missed, and you know, it might affect some rankings. Um, and so, what we really wanted to do is create something that was um, a little bit more timely, and also gave you. A lot of different perspectives, um, and that's one of the things you, you see with the summit is, is there's a lot of different uh, perspectives from the, the different experts talking, going back and forth, uh, and, and it really lets uh, it also really lets the audience know um, who these guys are. Because a lot of them are just names, you know, on an article, um, you know, at a place like a fangrafts or something like that. And the last thing I've seen, at least with a couple of these, is when we're, once we get off the air we kind of would just start talking. I mean, Rich, you know, with your session, we talked for about 20, 30 minutes once we stopped recording. And a lot of these these guys are like, oh, hey, let's work on something together. And I thought that would be really cool to bring some guys from different sites together and see what, what else they could create after the summit.
0: Yeah, I had a blast doing it. And, uh, again, you, know, you break down each position, and you've got some really spectacular analysts that are doing it. But first of all, how do people get access to the summit? Uh, if
1: they go to – www.FantasyBaseballSummit.com They can register and um, starting today the next couple of days all the positional preview videos and Rich, your, your prospect preview will be free. They're up for 48 hours each so there's three videos up today um, you know, just so you can see uh, second base, shortstop, and outfield are up today and tomorrow and First base, third base, and relief pitchers are up Wednesday, Thursday, and then you have a starting pitcher, catcher, and prospects are Thursday, Friday, um, and so they're up for everyone to see. They're all free. And once you register, we send you the uh, we'll send you the links. You can start watching, um, and then after 48 hours, they come down, and some of the next ones will come up.
0: Yeah, so uh, you've got some people, I know you've got, uh, let's see, I'm looking at some of the people, haven't heard a lot of you, oh, you got Nathan Dockin, uh some fantastic, now Timmy, you know Nathan Dockin, right, you've had, you had a burger with him once, didn't you?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, I spent an evening at his place, heck of a nice guy, I think we're going to be doing a league together, I'm going to drive to Bismarck to do a live draft, Rich.
0: All right, and you've got Mike <laughs> Pothauser out there with Fangraphs as one of the guys, and uh and uh, let's see. I thought you had um, a couple other guys. I'm, s- name some of the other analysts that you have on here.
1: Uh, we have a couple guys from Roto Baller. We have Kyle Bishop. Um, we have George Bissell from Baseball Prospectus. Brad Johnson's from Fangrafts and Roto Baller. Muntradamus is the owner of Beast Dome. We have the top analyst from Roto Rob. And, uh, wait, wait, wait. Sports wait. Empire. Munt-
0: what's what's that guy's name? Montradamus? You're serious? His name
1: is Muncher. That is that is Edison's name for for his site. It is. Oh boy. Okay. It, <laughs> cool. It, 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 that, that's the by. first base session. That's the first base session. Um, he, he's an interesting guy. He, he's a little. He, his personality is a little bit different from a lot of the other analysts. It's a, it's a little interesting to watch him interact. Uh, him and uh, JB from Roto Rob. Are, are like total personality opposites, so it's fascinating to watch them go back and forth
0: so so, so the big question that our listeners got why is it the great tim mcleod on this tim mcleod's won tout wars he's a legend in the industry what the what you got month of domicile you don't have the great tim mcleod what's going on here
1: i'm pretty sure i tweeted tim and, and i didn't hear anything back but i have to double check uh, that <laughs> that's because tim
0: oh goes out to twitter what, once every three weeks tim
2: uh, yeah, if I'm on a roll, yeah, but hey, Rich, that once every three weeks is a quality visit, okay? <laughs>
0: okay, I'm just teasing you there, uh, BJ. It, it it looks like it's going to be a fantastic session, and and, uh, and of course, the best session, of course, was with me, correct? Uh, there's no question that's, about that's that. That's a given.
1: That's a, that's a yeah. given. That was that was a lot of fun. Uh, but talking about the Twins after we got through the prospects, I think it might be one of the more fascinating parts of any of the sessions <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, uh, we busted on the twins. The uh, Dan Hillsgen. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce this last name? Hillsgen.
1: It was. Uh, I believe
0: it's. It's. Uh, Hillsgen. Yeah. Yeah, Hillsgen. So Timmy, we
1: debate. It
0: turned out he's a Twins fan. <laughs> I basically, <laughs> I basically destroyed his life.
2: had no answer. It was. It was true. <laughs> he still got eighty-seven and ninety-one, right? Yeah, to what he that. That, that's so what he I got,
0: said
1: too.
0: Yeah, I, I, so I, I do have a bone to pick with you. So I'm looking at all these pictures, and I'm the sure. only one that's not smiling on these pictures. I and mean, what's up with that? I have a beautiful smile, and you, you got like this sad-looking face on there, like serious. Uh, are we <laughs> uh, really uh,
2: intense for the picture taking? Uh, uh, the I, I don't right? know.
0: I don't know. We're like the Dan guy, he looks happy. I look like uh, like uh, something half bad happened.
1: Or <laughs> right, that's you. you that's we're trying to take screenshots during the uh the, they're from they're from the live video feed. So it was uh it, it was uh, you know what it, it's yeah, that's it. I'm just gonna say my bad on that
0: and, and, and just no, no, leave no. it I'm at that. <laughs>
2: Timmy
0: the funny thing is everybody everybody has a bio. My bio is five times longer than everybody else. <laughs> it's like yeah. when you yeah. When you have no ability, Timmy, you just write a lot of stuff about yourself. So that's what I did.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, well, well done, well done, Mr. Wilson. Uh, they should have, you know, they should, should you should have forwarded one of those shots from Arizona or something, wearing those flowery shirts and just sort of kicking back. I remember Absolutely. the three of us having having some having some really nice pictures taken, if I'm not right. mistaken.
0: So, again, it's FantasyBaseballSummit.com. Uh, you go there. If I understand correctly, the first 48 hours, everything is up for free, and we'll get about 25,000 downloads tomorrow, so you, hopefully you'll get some traffic there. After 48 hours, what if you want to go back and, and, and see some of the great uh, uh, content that you have?
1: Uh, well, the, uh, the viewers can uh, invest in the, what we call in the Season Pass, which gives you access to all the videos, and also three bonus videos for strategy that, um, you know, viewers can't see during the free content. Um, one's with Mike Podhorzer with creating your own projections. Uh, another one is about Dynasty League strategies with Jack Cecil from the, uh, the Dynasty Guru. And then we have one about winning daily fantasy baseball uh, with your favorite name, Lentradamus. Because, you know, that's, <laughs> okay. that's the new hot thing. The new hot yeah. thing is daily fantasy in you know, the it's hard to do a season preview for daily fantasy, so we decided to just create a masterclass for it.
0: Great, so and that's uh, twenty-seven dollars. So you go there and you add that to your cart, and uh, and then you can purchase that. I've also tweeted out if you use my link, I get some kind of kickback to me. So everybody uh-huh. go use my link, but uh, it's okay. Help BJ out. He's trying to get started here. I, I think it's going to be a really good thing, and it's a video podcast, so you get a chance to see you know, everybody's faces and see my, my mug there as well. So, BJ, be
2: B.J., if you want, okay, a copy of a winning dynasty team, just email me and I'll send you my current roster from five, <laughs> yeah. okay?
0: Oh, all right. all Tim, right. Tim is a very <laughs> modest guy here. So, now, B.J., it, it was a pleasure doing it with you, and I wish you all the best. And, again, everybody, fantasybaseballsummit.com, www.fantasybaseballsummit.com. Go out and, and check it out. And uh, B.J. is doing a yeoman's job because I know it was a lot of recording, and, B.J., as I've done this, I know how hard it is to coordinate everybody and, and and get all this stuff done. So well done, and I hope, to, hope it works out for you.
1: I appreciate that. And uh, I would say thanks for participating. Um, your session was fantastic, and I'm already hearing good things from uh, from viewers. So uh, oh, great. Again. Okay,
2: mm-hmm. appreciate all it. All the best, PJ. Yeah. And next time, uh, look me up on Facebook. I'm quicker that way.
0: <laughs>
1: all right, all right Facebook
2: for you next. All right, I'll make sure
1: about that. All
0: right, all right, BJ, be well. All right, take care. All right. That's BJ Pavanka. Pavanka, you did a really good job. It was fun doing it, Timmy. I did it about four weeks ago or something like that. So, you know, so it, it's all good. So, uh, anyway, and just another way to get prep for your draft. And, uh, you know, the guy's a nice guy, and he's trying to get started, Timmy. I mean, we've all been there. So, hopefully, you'll get a handful of people uh, that sign up for his, uh, you know, for his content and kick it going.
2: Well, yeah, exactly, and you're right. It, it's a tough go, and It sounds like he's offering a package that, uh, with some very high high quality individuals, that uh, is definitely interesting. And I, like I said, I, I haven't seen any of the work, but uh, definitely I'm going to head over after we get done and give it a quick spy.
0: Yeah, I am. I haven't actually watched the other content. I just watched myself, Timmy, because, you know, I'm egotistical. <laughs> I wanted to see if I mumbled through. I mean, don't you do the same thing when you do stuff like that? Oh, my God, what did I sound like? And it's like, after you go, oh, I didn't sound like a complete idiot, then you go watch everybody else's stuff.
2: Well, you know, i got to be honest with you, Rich. I haven't listened to myself do anything on the air in probably three, four years. Yeah. So I just – it, it's over, it's done, and – I still get invited back the next week, so I got nothing to complain about, right?
0: <laughs> I I do probably every six to eight weeks. I'll just listen back to our show just to make okay. sure we sound okay and, like, you know, we don't get, you know, first of all, quality is not good or, or you know, kind of looking for stuff like that. But just also to, to see if the interaction with us is still good, you know, like is there anything that we're stepping on each other and – it sounds great to me and I listen, you know, 20 30 minutes of it and then move on because I've already heard it once. <laughs> so <laughs>
2: Yeah, I can never remember it, so I'm am always good. It's almost like so a Timmy, new a new discussion every time I I would uh, go to listen to it. So I'll pass it.
0: So Timmy, let's uh let's get started. Let's um okay. let's I got a couple of Twitter questions that I haven't prepped you on. So okay. you're just you're going naked here. So are you ready?
2: Yes, but I don't think our listening audience is, Rich. Not after that intro.
0: So the first one is, uh, which I think is a fantastic one. It says, not a prospect question. I apologize. I don't know who wrote these, so uh, so we're just going with, with the question. Not a prospect question, but who are you reaching a round or two sooner for an MLB fantasy draft this year? And As I give you a minute or two to think of it, my quick response was Danny Duffy. I'm big on Danny Duffy this year. Uh, fully recovered now from Tommy John surgery. A uh, Plus nine strikeout per nine rate. Uh, just over two walk rate. Uh, does give up a few too many home runs. Not putting anybody on base. Uh, plays in a good park. Uh, I just, just a lot to like about Danny Duffy. And, uh, I, again, I, I thought the pedigree coming up through the minors was very high. And again, with Tommy John hit him, it's just taken him a little bit to come back. And I think this could be a really bust out year for him. So I'm really big on Danny Duffy. I'm trying to get him on every team that I have.
2: Yeah, that's a good pick, Rich. Uh, there's definitely some upside potential there.
0: So who do you got?
2: Uh, I got a whole mess of them, but, uh, The one that I'm likely to reach a couple rounds plus on is uh, Kendry's Morales in Toronto. I really think, based on what he did in Kansas City, heading to the Homer Dome in Toronto is going to reap both himself and his owners nothing but benefits. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he hits 35 to 40 home runs uh, next year. Hundred RBIs, and he's going somewhere in the 10th, 11th round. I could see moving up a full two rounds on Morales.
0: Wow, I know you're trying to get that in our mock draft. Uh, I own Kendrys Morales in one of my dynasty leagues, so I hope you're right there, Timmy. Um, it seems like everybody goes to Toronto, there is a power spike, so... I mean, you like the park that he's hitting in, and uh, still a good player. Getting a little long in the tooth, but maybe he's got another year or two before he just gets old. But, I mean, uh, Jose Bautista was pretty good at a fairly advanced age, so I like the call a lot, Tim.
2: Yeah, and the other guy I I like is, and uh, I'm I'm going to reach a couple rounds on him, as well as Daniel Norris. I, I think we're going to see uh, an exceptionally strong year from Norris, and he's going... He's going reasonably late, but I, I like that September. I like the pedigree, and if I'm not mistaken, weren't you the individual that said he had potential to be Kershaw-ish at some point in time down the road?
0: I wrote and very boldly said that he had a chance to be the best left-hander in all of baseball. And, uh, I, I, you know, look, that was pretty bold. Whether he has that pedigree or not, I don't know, but I think he's got a chance to be very, very good. The stuff is great. The control is great. The mental state is fantastic. Uh, so I, I just like him. And, uh, you know, I think there's, there's just a lot there. And I like, him in, I like him in Detroit a little bit better than I like him in Toronto. So, uh, you know, he's had some injuries that's held him back. But uh, I'm with you, Timmy. It's a guy that I'd be reaching for.
2: Ah, excellent. Excellent. We're, we're on the same page, my friend.
0: So I would say there's another guy that I don't know if I'm going to reach for him yet. I don't know if he's going to be any good. And I know you've talked a lot about him. You talked a lot about him last year, and that's Eric Thames. And mm. uh, is it, I think it's Thames, right? Because I saw an interview. So I was watching the Brewers game when I got home from, from my trip. And, you know, it's, I just needed some baseball because the hotel I was staying and Timmy did not have the MLB network, and it was, it was brutal. So I just turned it on, and, and uh, I guess the inning later they were doing an interview of him. Timmy, articulate, fun interview just seemed like a great guy, like, and uh, just, just, you know, talked about why he failed when he was in Major League Baseball and that he became, in his words, not mine. And it wasn't a bragful thing that he said that he couldn't go out in Korea. He was mobbed by everybody because he was like Babe Ruth. He didn't, that's my words now, Babe Ruth and in the Korean league. And he said that he's actually looking forward to just, being a regular baseball player because he knows that he thinks he's going to have success, but he knows he's not going to have the level of success he had in Korea. But it was like a real interview with a guy who was incredibly articulate, arms <laughs> to me as big as my legs, uh, just a massive man. Swing looked a little long, I'll be honest with you. But, man, I think if he gets a hold of one, a long, long way.
2: Well, yeah, I you know, if, if, they, if they throw him uh... – Inside and down, yeah, he's going to have some trouble with that with that swing. But uh, I, I like his chances to be a, a solid, productive ball player. Hey, you know, you, you're not going to see 40-40 from Eric Thames. But, you know, low to mid-20s with maybe 10 stolen bases, 80-90 uh, RBIs, that, that has its place in our game. And, and
0: one of the things I thought that was fascinating, what he said Timmy, me, is he's, he said that it's an off-speed league that everybody throws junk. And what's and he says that his ability now to hit off speed pitches, he says he's confident of, of that ability. What he says he's a little worried about is nobody through with high velocity. And he's been in some, he says, he, he's been, he says just about everybody he's batted against was still a 95 plus so far. And he says, it's like you know, getting his timing down to, to pick up that velocity is taking a little bit of time. Again, talked very confidently that he could do it but it was like a real interview it's not like you know he was like boastful he just said hey here's what i'm really good at this is the thing i'm i got to watch out for and he said when i was here three years ago nobody was throwing this hard All of a sudden, i come back and everybody throws 95 miles an hour it's like whoa what happened and uh and that's the thing that he's having to work on and apparently he'll get a lot of a lot of at-bats and uh and and spring training to work on this game but again i don't know if he's going to be any good i did pick him up i think in one dynasty league uh, redraft because he fell to the back of the first round and i just felt like there was value there uh but i liked the guy Timmy.
2: Well, and that counts because you have to have some of those guys you like and I, i'm glad he i'm glad that he was cause for a very very good first impression uh uh, I've never seen him uh, in an interview situation, but, you know, he was gone for three full years. It's amazing how much does change in that sh- relatively short period of time.
0: Yeah, and he said, uh, I was humbled. I-, I couldn't make it in the major leagues, and now I'm back, and I'm totally confident that I can. It was just great. Anyway, Timmy, next question. Mazzara or Swanson? 12-team keeper league can keep forever. Who would you rather have, No more Mazzara, or, or uh, our buddy uh, Dansby Swanson?
2: You know, there's a lot of players out there that can hit 30 home runs. Uh, I think we saw it last year. I, I like Mazzaro. I like him a lot. But I also like what Swanson brings to the game. And I'm going to give the edge to Swanson because I, I think you've got a shortstop. You can drop him in your lineup, and he's going to be, you know, 10 to 15 home runs, 10 10 maybe maybe closer to 20 stolen bases, solid on-base skills. Uh, they're going to bat him at the top of the order, probably in the two-hole. He's going to score a ton of runs as Atlanta starts retooling. So I'd rather have that shortstop drop him in the lineup and not worry about the position for about 10 years.
0: You know, I, it's a tough call, Timmy, because uh, you, you've articulated Swanson's uh, mo, uh, MO very, very well. But Mazzara, Timmy, could be a 35-home run bat. Uh, There's a lot more risk there that he's actually going to achieve that and, you know, doesn't walk a ton and strikes out probably more than he should. Swings a little long, but he plays in the right ballpark, and the guy's got massive, like, power potential. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. you could look one day, and he's hit 35 home runs and 110 RBIs and batted 265, and he'll out-earn Swanson.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not going to ar- argue that that point. Uh, Mazzaro is a good young player, and and the power potential is huge. I guess my the only big concern I have is how many other people out there have that same potential.
0: Yeah, it's fair point, Timmy. Fair point, but I mean, he's still what just turned 21 years old. It's yeah, the way I look at it. Swanson's the safe pick there. Uh, and the right. guy that you might look back in 10 years and say he was the be- – add up the value every year, and he'll earn more value than than Mazzaro. But Mazzaro could have some peak years that are just outrageous. Uh, mm-hmm. And, I mean, so – and that, and when you, when you have the selection, it gets down to, like, are you a risk-reward kind of guy? And if you want the total home run and you don't care if he flames out or – have some really tough years you go if you're looking for that steady guy Temmy, that you think over the long run is going to probably earn more more fantasy value then i think it's swanson it just depends on how you want to look at it
2: yeah I, I i agree i i'd take swanson and then i'd uh uh look at chris davis <laughs> to, to to give me part b of the plan if that makes sense or morales uh a little bit later on, but no, you can you can eat, argue either side of the coin, and I, I will agree totally with you. At some point in time, Mazzaro is going to put up a year or two that are going to be monstrous, and they're going to yeah. be well in excess of what Swanson will do. It's the big picture, I guess. Is yeah, think,
0: yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree, Timmy, and I, and I think we'll look at Swanson. You know, three years from now, and go. oh Boring old Dancy Swanson, He's, uh, it's going to be 18 home runs, Timmy, or 19 home runs this year. Is it going to be 15 stolen bases or 17 stolen bases? I mean, that's yeah. the kind of guy we're going to talk about. He'll be boring old Swanson, and quite frankly, he'll be, he'll be discounted because it's not going to be this outrageous kind of player. It's going to be just a solid, really good player, almost like a Derek Jeter-ish type of fantasy player that really, really good, You can count on him, but never – maybe one or two really big seasons but it you know, just going to be a solid guy
2: well yeah in, in redraft leagues what you what you will see is you will see Mazzaro's value spiking going up and down based based on prior year and Swanson will be that boring probably 5th 4th 5th round pick year after year after year
0: love the show guys JA Happ last year 20 and 4 are you kidding me he came out of nowhere who is JA Happ? For 2017.
2: He's exactly the same pitcher, minus about six to eight wins. At about uh, six to eight losses. How does that
0: sound? Uh, yeah, I think you do that, but I don't think he's as good as that. I mean, his Babbitt was 268, so there's going to be a correction there. His FIP was 396. He's not a hard thrower, 92 miles an hour fastball velocity. So I think you see his ERA go up, uh, his out and walk perfectly comparable, but he got a little lucky last year, Timmy, so the winds go down and the ERA goes up a little bit, and he's, he's a mid-rotation starter. That's kind of the definition of him.
2: Yeah, the thing I like about uh, about Hap is, you know, you're sitting there and you're drafting, and it, it reminds me of Marco Estrada last year, okay? Nobody believed him, okay? And, and I'm not saying we have to fully believe in what Hap did last year, but Nobody believes in him, so everybody passes, and they pass, and they pass, and you're down to your fourth or fifth starting pitcher, and the guy's still kicking around. Uh, Watch it carefully, because you're right. He's not going to repeat what he did last year. But if he falls far enough because everybody says he isn't going to do it, well, you might get yourself into a situation where he ends up being a value pick, much the same as Estrada was last year, and Estrada is again this year. Nobody will touch Marco Estrada. I'll gladly take him in the 16th, 17th round.
0: The thing about Estrada, though, Timmy, is, I mean, because I've owned him in the past, and he's one of those sabermetric kind of love interests, right? Because he's a guy that always had the high strikeout rate, always had the never walked anybody, but had a four-plus ERA, and he always looked at you know a, a low Babbin and thinking, well, or excuse me, a high Babbin that it's all going to correct one day and so forth. And it finally happened last year, but yet nobody believes it.
2: Well, yeah, and you know there are going to be there are going to be pitchers. Uh, Rick Purcell is another fine example. Okay, our, our Cy Young, our AL Cy Young winner. He's going he's going somewhere in the twenties if, if he falls far enough. Yeah, of course he, he's going to regress, and he's not a top ten pitcher, but there still could be value.
0: Yeah, I'm taking a look at uh, Marco Estrada here, and Timmy here was like you know, he had some decent years, 2012, it was a 364 ERA, a 114 whip, but the whip has always been great. 114, 108 and 13, 104 and 15, 112 last year. So he never walked anybody and he always struck out a fair amount. Again, it was always back to, I'm looking at like an 8.3 strikeout rate, a 7.6 strikeout rate uh, last year, an 8.4 strikeout rate and the low twos, low to mid twos, um let's see what i'm looking for oh yeah low to mid twos walk rate so it was always there the problem is he's a fly ball pitcher and so last year 40 fly ball rate the previous year 52 percent previous year 40 50 so i'm throwing a lot of stats out at you timmy The gopher ball has always been his big trouble he controlled it a little bit last year and everything kind of came into came into play for him
2: yeah and isn't it amazing uh with the with the gopher ball situation, he's pitching in Toronto and it's working.
0: Yeah. It's funny, he earned more, I'm looking at Baseball HQ, he earned more in 2015 than he did last year. Earned $21 in 2015, $14 last year.
2: Yeah, and he's the type of guy that you're going to get very, very late.
0: Yep, yep. All right, Timmy, one more Twitter question, then we're going to take a quick break and come back with your top 40 um, pictures that we have. I'm a huge fan of David Peralta's athleticism. Will he have a healthy and successful 2017?
2: Uh, I'm a big fan of his athleticism, too. I'm not a big fan of uh, the amount of time he missed last year. He's penciled in. Uh, the d Dvax want him to have that position. Um, he's going very late. Where he's going, I think there's upside potential and I would look at him, but I'm not confident in reaching for him, Rich.
0: Yeah, I... I... I, I've never owned David Peralta and, and partially as you're right, cause he never can stay healthy. Um, but I, and I, I don't think why we would believe he can stay healthy now. So I, I, I think it's a pass for me.
2: Yeah. And I think a lot of people are passing and uh, the further down and the more people that pass eventually the, there is a potential for getting yourself a half decent ball player there. Just temper your expectations. Uh, moving forward, and, you know, if he's your fifth outfielder, have a sixth on the bench, and good luck.
0: Wise sage advice from the great Tim McLeod. Timmy, when we get back, we're going to talk about pitching.
2: Sounds good, Rich.
0: Joe Bonamassa, Tim, I had the fourth row for Joe Bonamassa at a really tiny, uh, um, uh, concert hall in Charlotte. I had BB, which I thought was the second row. It turned out there was an AAA and BBB. So I had the fourth row, Timmy, I could see the man sweating. It was awesome. And the best part about it when I, I think you recall two years ago when Lori and I went to watch Joe Bonamassa in uh, New York, uh, and my wife leaned over to me. She goes, which one's Joe Bonamassa? And that's when I joked, I said, he's the one singing with the spotlight. <laughs> you know, it's just, And this mm-hmm. this concert, Timmy, no lie, singing along with the songs. I was uh, like, I dropped the mic and said, I'm, I'm done. I'm done here, Tim.
2: <laughs> that is <laughs> awesome. All right, now, see, that's where the two of us differ. I would have looked at Kathy and said, well, he's the drummer. Yeah. Right. And, uh, was, I, would have, uh, I would have paid for it for about three years. Okay.
0: <laughs> the drummer was Anton Figg. who was, uh, late oh, night. Still uh, yeah. Yeah. He's still with him. And he's, uh, Anton Figg's played on a lot of big bands and, uh, also David Letterman's, uh, drummer for years and years and years. Uh, but it was, it was fantastic to me. Two and a half hours or so, two hours and 20 minutes. And, uh, they, they, uh, they did a couple of covers, uh, they did mm. uh, Pretender with a uh, uh, Clapton cover, which was awesome. And then he they might. did How Many More Times by Led Zeppelin. That was the uh, right before the close. And they did a BB mm. King song to close out the set. So a lot of his stuff and a lot of covers. And guys, if you've ever got, if you ever get a chance to go see Joe Bonamassa, you're not sure if you're going to enjoy it. Don't know if you really like blues music. Just go. Trust me. Mm. Just
2: go. Did uh, is he still got the same bass guitarist, the ball guy?
0: Yep, still out well, there,
2: Jimmy.
0: A, I, I don't know what his name is, but uh, he's still out he's, there. He's, and and he's Stevie amazing. Ray Vaughan's, yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan's uh, keyboard player plays with him as well, so he's still there doing that.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, no, that's uh, that's an awesome group of musicians he has. Yeah, uh, he, he has with him. Did you did he do our 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 tune, Rich?
0: No, he didn't. Uh, the ZZ no. Top tune. I've never seen him I've I've only seen him twice live. He didn't do it both times. So uh, he usually does a couple of covers and it was not uh it was not easy top song. So uh but anyway, it it's it's a lot of fun. Timmy and I have a date as soon as he gets to the upper Midwest and we're going to meet somewhere and go see him.
2: And that sounds like something I am looking forward to absolutely immensely. I I've, I've been very fortunate over the years to see some of the greatest guitarists who who have ever lived. And he's on my list, and I haven't seen him yet.
0: It was funny. My wife and I had this, you know, in the evenings when we weren't doing stuff during the daytime, watch some TV, watch some Netflix, Timmy, and we saw mm-hmm. the Metallica uh, documentary. I don't know if you've ever caught that, Timmy. It might no. be the best documentary I've ever seen. Those guys <laughs> made more money than God, yet they <laughs> could not get along, and they had to bring a therapist in make an album and it was Timmy I'm telling you it was almost two and a half hour documentary that we could not stop watching I mean it was like unbelievably great and it sounds like
2: like Motley Crue
0: (laughs) it's it's great you know the guys had all kinds of drug problems and so forth and one of them is James Hetfield who is guitars player slash um, singer finally goes to rehab as the documentary is being made uh, and and now he can only play between twelve and four in the afternoon because the you know the the people caring for him during his rehab want him home by four o'clock, and the mm-hmm. other band members, particularly Lars, who is the kind of the leader of the band and the drummer, uh, mm-hmm. wants him like. What do you mean he can't play past four? I mean, totally unsympathetic towards a guy who's trying to recover <laughs> from uh, from alcohol and drug addiction. It, 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 I mean, it's just fantastic. I, I can't recommend it better.
2: I'll have to give it a spy. Thanks, Rich.
0: Okay, Timmy, let's get the starting pitchers. So your first guy is the one, the only Clayton Kershaw, and that matches obviously the ADP everywhere. Just depends on where you want to take them. Some people take them as early as number two. I think that was done in a labor draft. I think uh, the guy from Rotowire did that. Um, yeah. and, uh, and then sometimes he goes towards a – latter part of the first round, but the uh, average draft petition and position NFC is 4.83. I mean, clearly the best pitcher in baseball been that way for years. I've only ever owned them once. I mean, that's years ago in the NFC where I drafted him in the fourth round and won my league going away. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, have you ever drafted Clayton Kershaw in the first round?
2: Uh, in the first round? No, I haven't. Uh I owned him in the Dynasty with uh, Ian Kahn, uh, the Dynasty Guru League. We owned him there, but we bought him... Oh, it wasn't the first round, and in DL2 we have him, but again, it wasn't a first-round buy. It was uh, it was just prior to the breakout. It might have been third, fourth round. I've never bought Kershaw in, in the first round, no.
0: So, why not?
2: Uh, because I would rather find myself a guy that can hit... Fifteen to twenty home runs and steal thirty-five, forty bases. It's just the type of game I play. I I like shoring up wherever possible the speed game, and you're not going to get a five-caliber player, five-five category player, uh, and Clayton Kershaw in the same draft. It's just not gonna. It's just not gonna happen. Not in the first round, anyways.
0: So I can see I can see that being a true statement in the. You know, picking two, three, four, five kind of in the first round, it's tough when you have the Mookie Betts and the Bryce Harpers and obviously Mike Trout. You got to take number one overall. Jose Altuve, even though people are a little concerned about his stealing bases, we talked about that at Nauseam. But if you're sitting at 10, 11, 12, and you have a chance to take Cleet Kershaw, why not take him and then come back with, uh, you know, Starling Marte and try to get him? And uh, you know, in the the first half of the the second round,
2: yeah, or Jonathan Br. That that is certainly an option as you get towards the back. Uh, I'm picking seventh in tote, and I can tell you right now, I am not touching Clayton Kershaw there.
0: Who are you? Who are you touching?
2: Who am I touching?
0: Yeah, I'm good. Um let me, uh,
2: let me let me rephrase that, Timmy. Yeah, that doesn't sound good, That doesn't okay? sound good.
0: So who are you targeting, Timmy, on the seventh spot?
2: I'm sorry about
0: that.
2: <laughs> that's okay. Kathy's in the other room and she's giggling, so life is okay, good. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sleeping on the couch for the next four months. Um uh I I'm going to wait and watch and see what happens with the first six picks, and then make my decision at that point in time. If, by chance, Kershaw goes in the first six picks, I'll be taking one of the top six with my pick. If he doesn't, um, I'm not sure right now. I've got a couple options, a couple things in mind, but Kershaw's not one of them.
0: Seventh, that's a tough spot, Tammy. Uh, that's right after the, the big boys go, uh, but Chris Bryant might be there? I mean, you know, so would you do that?
2: Goldfish could be there.
0: Could be yeah. there.
2: Trey Turner will be there.
0: Trey Turner with Well, that's a after going uh, tell me that's interesting. After going Carlos Correa with the first pick last year, would you have the balls to go with with uh, you know, a, a sophomore or even a freshman here and um and Trey Turner?
2: Well, it would, it would be cause for people to stop asking me about Carlos Correa last year, wouldn't it?
0: That's yeah, true. So, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Jose Altuve, Chris Bryant, Clint Kershaw going five, Nolan Arenado going six. So, Paul Goldschmidt, Manny Margot, and Bryce Harper, according to the NF, could all be there.
2: Yeah, and you know what? First base isn't overly deep this year, is it? And that Goldie guy, he, he steals some bases, right?
0: Yeah, that, that seems like... Uh, Who would you rather have, Goldschmidt or Chris Bryant?
2: Ah, Goldschmidt.
0: I think I'd rather have Goldschmidt, too. I mean, I love Chris Bryant. Don't get me wrong, Timmy, but Goldschmidt's stealing more bases. Bryant will hit you more home runs, but I think Goldschmidt's going to have a better chance of a batting average given Chris Bryant's uh, strikeout uh, abilities, if that's the right way to say it.
2: Well, I think the other thing that comes into the equation is the fact that uh, Goldschmidt's at first base. Bryant is third, third in outfield. Uh, we've seen first base, and we've taken a good look at it. And if you don't have somebody by about the time Hall of Fame All-World Brandon Belt goes off the board, you're in trouble, aren't you? Yeah,
0: that's true. You know, you could uh, take Brandon Belt to the seventh pick, Timmy. I think he'll be there.
2: Um, I think that's a safe bet. But, uh, you know, there's Ballsy and there's Insanity, and I think that might be crossing a line, Rich.
0: If Nolan Arenado and and Manny Machado are there, Timmy, would you take either one of them, knowing that the power is there, the batting average is there, but there's little stolen bases because, first of all, Nolan Arenado doesn't have much speed and Manny Machado has a little bit of speed, but they don't run in in Baltimore.
2: If Arenado is there, he's pretty well impossible to pass on. I I would probably take Arenado and pray that uh, Jonathan VR is there for my second pick
0: and if Manny Machado was there and Arenado was gone and Paul Goldschmidt were gone
2: uh, I would probably look elsewhere over machado Okay on, so,
0: so all right let's let's play this out Mike Trout will be gone Mookie Betts will be gone Jose Altuve will be gone Chris Bryant Bryant will be gone Nolan Arenado will be gone and Paul Goldschmidt could be gone so those are the top 6 that means right. you you've got Clay, Clayton Kershaw Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, Trey Turner. Who are you yeah, going that's,
2: with? That's an easy one, Turner. No debate.
0: Whoa.
2: Wait, Tim. Oh. Done like dinner.
0: Oh, my God. You're going to take Trey Turner or Bryce Harper?
2: Yes, I am. I, I want those 40-plus stolen bases. I want them badly. Uh, I I am not going to be short on stolen bases this year. I don't care if I finish with 15... And nine with 24 points, 15 of them are going to be in stolen bases, Rich.
0: Ah, you are the speed whore, Tim. That's a bold statement taken, Trey Turner, before Bryce Harper. I hope it's there, Tim, and I hope you do it because, man, it's going to give us some stuff to talk about. You That will be a ballsy move, I think, if you do that.
2: Well, yeah, I want to secure stolen bases. Once you get past the second round you're looking at Billy Hamilton and then you're looking at a whole slew of question marks Marte won't be there I don't think much past the wheel if he if he's not gone at the wheel so my my priority is going to be trying to shore up stolen bases and you know you, you might say Turner Turner's a ballsy pick but what's the floor on stolen bases from Trey Turner this year 30 35
0: yeah, I mean, uh, I would even argue forty, assuming he plays, doesn't get hurt, and you know mm-hmm. gets six hundred plate appearances. Uh, I, if he doesn't steal forty, Timmy, that means something really bad has happened.
2: Right, and uh, if I could get Trey Turner with a first pick and come back with Freddie Freeman as a second pick, uh, that that is, that sort of has my attention. Rich,
0: is it a one base percentage league? Yes, it is. That's a really nice pick, and, and, and if Voto's there, he probably won't be. Uh, no, he will really, Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Joey Voto, Freddie Freeman's a miniature Joey Voto.
2: Yeah, I, you know, if I could end up with those two, I think that would put me in a pretty good situation. If I go with Goldschmidt first, okay, then I'm at the mercy of 14 other people to find stolen bases in the second round, right? So who knows what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, but you've you got to go Goldschmidt if he's there, Timmy. You have to because he's going to get you 15 stolen bases from the first base decision.
2: Exactly.
0: It's a, it's a fun spot to be in, Timmy. Yes, so Trey Turner's definitely going to be there. And you're going to go Trace Turner over Bryce Harper. I, I hope you do, Timmy, because uh, that's going to be fun to watch.
2: Well, and, and you know what? Last year, a lot of people gave me flack for taking Korea early. And towards the uh, beginning of June or so, I was sitting there in exactly the same spot basically as Adam Ronas. We were sitting, I think, six, seven, somewhere in there. And all of a sudden, you know, Blackman's hurt. He's not running. Polanco didn't run last year. Uh, my stolen bases cost me about six, seven points. I lost three starting pitchers. And that put me totally out of contention. But. Carlos Correa last year did not make or break my season at all, Rich. He had yeah. very, very his his the numbers that he posted were good enough for me to win, assuming I didn't lose all my starting pitching like I did in the second half.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Timmy, I I have a different perspective on you and myself when we play in these leagues, like in in our dynasty league. We'll talk about it next week. I I took a completely contrarian approach. I mean, I went for playing for 2018 and 19 because I'd never done that before. and I thought I would do it to see if I can make it work. You've Mm -hmm. already proven that you can win tout wars. You won already. So Mm -hmm. why not try some different strategies and see if they work and, you know, be able to you know, talk about it, write about it, come back and, you know, and potentially find a strategy that is unique. And, uh, you know, I think that that can be interesting because we know you can win. You've already won.
2: Well, what would happen if I won with Trey Turner as my first pick?
0: That's a very interesting perspective. I mean, winning with Trey Turner as your first pick over winning with Bryce Harper as your first pick is way more interesting.
2: Well, I I think so, and Harper concerns me. You know, we saw 20, 21 stolen bases out of him last year, but uh, is he going to run? His, his stolen base numbers have been up, down, and all around. And, you know, Bryce Harper could post the best numbers of any player in baseball this year, including Mike Trout. If You know, you look at what he was doing April-May last year, but uh, there's just something that's saying to, to me, Tim, to don't invest in Harper And I, I really have a hard time doing it, Rich
0: mm. I mean, I hear you, Timmy uh, I think he was hurt last year 23 mm-hmm. years old still So this is a kid, a oh. baby still So oh, yeah. uh, uh, It's fascinating I, I, I can't wait When is your draft again?
2: Uh, we. I will be drafting uh, 49 minutes ago One week today Wow. 7 o'clock next Tuesday
0: Oh, that's awesome. It's funny, I've seen some of the players in your league, Timmy. They're, they're not even like fantasy baseball anymore. I mean, it's like, I, and no one's ever asked me to be in Tout Wars, never once. And, and I write about it, host a site about it, host a podcast about it, yet no one's ever even invited me to Tout Wars.
2: You, have been, nom- you have been nominated, Rich. Oh, Really? Yes. Well, thank
0: you, Tim. I'm assuming you did that.
2: <laughs> I know that for a fact, Rich.
0: Maybe did maybe you give him my email
2: address? <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I gave him the right one. <laughs> now,
0: maybe I should talk really nice about Baseball HQ. That's not in my nature. Timmy, we've gotten through exactly one pitcher. <laughs>
2: yeah, we're on a roll. One in a row. It so, was a tough one.
0: If you could, Timmy, uh, before we publish this, and we'll probably publish over the weekend, could you just break down, the put the elites and, you know, kind of your leveling in there, just tell me where those breaks are? Because I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to guess here, and uh, I'm going to say your elites go, number one, Clayton Kershaw, number two, Madison Bumgarner, number three, Max Scherzer. Though. I'm a little concerned that he's broken his finger and mm-hmm. they're still concern, or fractured his finger, I guess the same thing, uh, right. and he hasn't played, so we'll talk about that in a minute. Noah Syndergaard, Chris Sale
2: back you off that dish
0: that's it, that's it. So, so stop at chris sale
2: no it stops at noah syndergaard those are those are my elite really four.
0: wow so talk to me about max scherzer i mean obviously if he's healthy clearly an elite but is he healthy
2: well fingers speaking
0: uh
2: <laughs> i i think he'll be fine come opening day rich
0: all right all right you got uh, NFBC's got Max Scherzer, two, and Madison Bumgarner, three. Uh, I, I don't think it really matters there. Who cares? Noah Syndergaard, Timmy, just yeah, now into the elite of the elite, 100 miles an hour, got the hair, now put on, e- eating venison, putting on more muscle. The only thing I think we have to worry about is Noah Syndergaard is that word that begins with T and ends with S uh, because it seems like everybody throws hard, eventually has elbow problems.
2: But you I'm can't count. i but he doesn't. Do That's sorry, wrong, wrong. What's wrong. that, I mean, Tourette's? second okay. Yeah, but, sorry, sorry. Obviously, I've I've had too much free time, so I I've, I've been able to Google illnesses the past week. There you go. <laughs> so I mean, but
0: Noah Syndergaard. I mean, he could. I mean, if Clayton Kershaw slips at all, I mean Noah Syndergaard could be the best pitcher in Major League Baseball.
2: Well, you look at the numbers last year, and, you know, 218 Ks in 183 innings, 260 ERA, 115 WHIP. He's 25 at the end of August. Uh, you know, when I start looking at Bumgarner, Scherzer, and Syndergaard, both, all three of those should go anywhere between pick 12 and pick about 18. And I, I could see any one of those three being the number two pitcher, uh, and if Kershaw runs into health issues, the number one pitcher—they're—they're they're all very, very—they're not interchangeable, but they're very, very close in skill levels. And Syndergaard could be the number two pitcher in baseball next year very easily.
0: So let's say you got a draft coming up this week, you, Timmy. You do—you've got uh, your your uh, your uh, tout Wars coming up, and Max Scherzer still hasn't pitched yet. And you're you want a pitcher? You decide to go trade turn, and you really decide to be crazy, and you want to pitch next. And Madison Baumgartner's off the board, and it's Max Scherzer or Noah Syndergaard. Who are you going to pick?
2: Um, what I'd like you to do, if that's the case, Rich, is to call Kathy, okay? And <laughs> just check to make sure that I'm not stroking out at the monitor or something, okay? Because I won't be taking a pitcher with my second pick unless Syndergaard falls. And if he falls, well... That's a whole different uh, kettle of fish, that one. All right, so uh, let's
0: let's uh, let's give you another scenario, Timmy. Let's say all of a okay. sudden, for some reason, the touts decide it's all about bats. So they're just taking bat oh, after bat after bat. So you get your number one, number two, and both Max Scherzer and Noah Sinegard are sitting there at round three, and you want a pitcher. Who are you going to take?
2: Uh, I love risk. Uh, <laughs> you know, and when you look at – who do I perceive to be a little bit riskier based on years of service? It'd be Syndergaard. I'd probably take Syndergaard. So the two of them are that the So Scher-
0: the Scherzer finger is not bothering you at all to discount him in a draft. That's what I'm trying to go after.
2: No, no. the The finger isn't bothering me yet. Now, three weeks from now, if he can't grip a baseball, then that becomes a bit more of a problem, but uh, I, I just don't think, based on what we know right now, you can start discounting Max Scherzer.
0: Okay, all right, Timmy. So, our next level starts at number five with Chris Sale. And what what level would you call this?
2: Uh, huh. Very good, aces Very right. <laughs> <Pretty> good, <laughs>
0: Timmy. Your your uh, creativity knows no bounds. <laughs> <laughs> I I know it's it, it's a
2: gift, Rich. it Really is. I had okay. to be elo- eloquent just to find out what it was.
0: <laughs> Chris Sale, you Darvish, Corey Kluber, Johnny Cueto, Jake Arrieta. Is that where it ends? Or do we keep uh,
2: going? I'm gonna go. With, yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, that works.
0: Okay, so the only name there that is higher than the NFPC is substantial or two spots higher, and you know we're talking at the very top is you Darvish. You love you some you Darvish. You always have fully back from Tommy John surgery now, a year and a half recovered from that. Pitched very well last year. Did have some clunkers because I do own him in several mm-hmm. dynasty leagues, so I saw it firsthand. But for the most part, Timmy, was incredibly effective, particularly for somebody coming back from Tommy John surgery.
2: Well, yeah, it was his, it was his, he was knocking the rust off last year, and in the process of knocking the rust off, he posted a 3.41 ERA, a one twelve whip, and he struck out 132 in 100 innings. He's only going to be better this year, and how much better do you have to be to be an elite pitcher, Rich, than post numbers like that when you're knocking the rust off?
0: I I I'm all in on I'm all in on you, Darvish as well, Timmy. I mean, there is some risk because he's coming back from Tommy John surgery, but maybe there's not. I, I I don't know because he has come back from it, and Noah Syndergaard has yet to have Tommy John surgery, and so maybe that's the way you should look at it.
2: Well, yeah, and you know what? I I was so tempted, okay, to move Darvish to five and Sale to six. I yeah, flip them, Rich. I'm going to be real bold on that one. Sales first, <laughs> first year pitchers in Boston never. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Darvish see David
0: see over- David Price. Yes, you're yeah, you're, exactly. It, you're, yeah, I'm right.
2: I'm gonna go with Darvish over Sale. Can we flip those two? Yeah, you, you serious? You want to flip them, Tim? Yeah, I do. The more I think, I was hemming and hawing about that, and Sale just Sale seems so safe, but I don't I don't play a safe game, and I think Darvish is one of the few pitchers on the board who has potential to hit hit the 250 plus strikeout mark and. That, to me, carries weight. So, uh, Sale moving to Boston the first year, uh, yeah, flip them, Rich, if you can. Kenny, t- t-
0: tell me, of course I can, Timmy. Tell me if, if Jake Arietta's year bothers you at all. And, you know, you can, let me just give you a couple of stats. April, he had a one ERA. That's one, 1.00. 36 innings, he gave up 400 runs. In May, he had a 208 ERA, looking like against Cy Young Award winner. June, okay, did okay, 354, maybe a little bit of, you know, what happened, there maybe a bad game here or there, you know, the, 20, the June 27th game against uh, Cincinnati, gave up five earned runs, drove his ERA up, and then also in July hit, a 488 ERA, then uh, July, then August hit, a 321 ERA, okay, and then back in, uh, in September, a 460 ERA, Timmy this guy did not pitch well in the second half last year.
2: No, he didn't pitch overly well, but I, I think one of the problems with Arrieta is measuring him up against that run that he had heading into the end of April. You go back to the the prior year, and was there any pitcher in baseball that pitched better than Jake Arrieta over a, a period of about a year? Uh, you know, I I've, Hey, I think if you compared his numbers to Kershaw's, they're probably pretty darn close. And I think what we finally saw with Arietta is is a leveling off. I, hey, he's not as good as he was during the hot streak, and I don't think he's as bad as he was when he had that horrible July. I, I think he's going to settle in this year to being a solid, good pitcher. But if you're expecting a miracle run again, that one ended
0: yeah, let's go to your next group, Timmy. And starts off with Steven Strasburg, Justin Verlander, David Price, Chris Archer. Just tell me when to stop. Jacob Degrom, John Lester, Carlos Carrasco, Cole Hamill, Jose Quintana, Mart, Carlos Martinez. Still going. Aaron yep. Sanchez, Masahiro Tanaka, number twenty-one. By the way. I think our pronunciation of players' names has gotten unbelievably good. I'm just going to go on record with that. 22. Kenta Maeda.
2: Kyle Hendricks. 23. Uh, we'll we'll hit the brakes right after Tanaka. How's that?
0: Okay, right after Tanaka. I would I would hope that there is a difference between Tanaka and Maeda. So if Tanaka is healthy, that's steal at 21. But he's got a partially torn uh, ulnar collateral ligament, so you're always worried that his next pitch is going to be his last pitch, so to speak.
2: All right. Well, so it's, Steve- it's constantly tick, 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 and he's keep he's getting it done and he's pitching through it. And I take my hat off to him. But you still hear in the back of your mind, as a Tanaka or, owner, you still hear that tick, 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 tick every but start.
0: It was funny. I mean, this was less because we didn't know as much as we do today. Adam Wainwright pitched with a partially torn uh, ligament for eight to ten years.
2: Yeah, and he <laughs> got it fixed and, and sucked it up last year, right?
0: Yeah, he did. But I mean, it's he is an old. Well, we got the bet right. I got Adam Wainwright. You got Ian Kennedy, Timmy. I've already, I've already reserved two spots and then in arizona for our steak and liquor and i've already told the person the bill goes to the tall man from uh canada I, you're, you're gonna lose that bet so badly
2: well yeah but you, you know i i'm getting a little older i'm slouching a little bit rich you might actually huh? you, might be, you might be taller than me by the time this one's all said and done eh? all
0: right let's go back to number 10 steven strasberg timmy let's face it you hate steven strasberg
2: Um, No, I don't hate Steven Strasburg. I I actually love Steven Strasburg. The problem with Steven Strasburg is in 2015 he pitched 127 and a third innings. In 2016, 147 and two-thirds innings. Steven Strasburg at number 10 could be a huge bargain, or he could be 140 innings worth of pure joy. It's your pick. It wouldn't surprise me to see Strasburg produce the second best numbers in all of baseball as far as a starting pitcher is concerned it also wouldn't surprise me to see him like i said pitch 140 innings and shatter a dream or two round about uh, july august he has done
0: that he has done that to me there's no question some of the best pure stuff in baseball and you're right he and he gets some Really bad injuries. I mean, it wasn't was it the, a tumor or something he had to have removed? I mean, not a, a, a benign tumor, but, like, bizarre stuff in his back last year.
2: Well, and, you know, uh, how many times has he broke the magic 200 innings pitched barrier, Rich? I don't,
0: I, 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 it might not be any, but I'm going to give it one.
2: Yes, and you win. We have a bingo once in his career. And, uh, you know, that has to be a concern. If you're drafting Strasburg, you are taking an incredibly high level of risk. It it could pay off, but if it doesn't, you better best not have plan B handy.
0: Uh, Justin Verlander at 11, Timmy, and and I got to give it. I mean, in in dynasty leagues, he was sitting on waiver wires. This is Justin Verlander, one of the best pitchers ever. And the guy turned it around last year and learned how to pitch and not just throw the ball, blow everybody away, still with pretty good stuff and why he is different than Felix Hernandez. Uh, Justin and I think, rightfully belongs at number. Excuse me, rightly belongs at number eleven.
2: Well, yeah, the velocity, the velocity is still there, and like you said, uh, uh, he's learned how to pitch. He, uh, he never looked at tape, did he, Rich, early in his career or anything like that? He just went out and fired and away he went. But uh, I think we discussed, didn't he, that he's actually started prepping for games.
0: Yes. I mean, you can do that when you have a, you know, an 80 grade fastball, two double plus pitches and a slider and a changeup, and plus command. You can do that and you don't really need to look at video because you simply go, here's the ball. I'm going to throw it. You try to hit it. And they can't. And right. all of a sudden they can, it's like, well, wait a minute. And, and you've got to learn to pitch. And part of learning to pitch is preparation and watching video and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you have diminished stuff. You got to do something. And, and you get, I mean, you got to give him all the credit in the world.
2: Well, yeah, you, you certainly do. And he's got a pretty hot girlfriend, too, doesn't he? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. David Price at number 12. Timmy, is David Price going to post better fantasy numbers than he did last year? Even though the strikeout rate was great, if I take a look at his Babbitt, I'm sure it's sky high. Is he going to be the pitcher that he once was?
2: Uh, Once was, no, but a lot better than what he was in 2016. How's that?
0: Okay, give me his ERA this year.
2: I'll go 375, 370, somewhere in that range.
0: Okay. All right, I'll buy that. Chris Archer is next. I love Chris Archer, Timmy. I think he had a terrible year last year, but the stuff is fantastic. The hair is fantastic. Chris Archer.
2: Yeah, you know, I, a beard it help but yeah, hey, I, you know, I, I can't be perfect, right? Uh no, I, <laughs> I I I like Archer and I I think he had he had a bad year. I'm expecting a bounce back from him so much so that I've got him ranked ahead of John Lester, which is probably blasphemy to all the Cubs fans out there.
0: Yeah, it's sure. Let's see where the NFBC has him ranked though. Timmy I this loss. I got too many windows open going back hitting that and uh, going to the NFBC there and hitting, who are we talking about? <laughs> Chris, Chris Archer. Archer. Chris is number 13, and you've got him at number 13, so you're dead on. Let's skip around a little bit here, Timmy. Um, so you've got uh, uh, Jose Quintana in your very, very good list in that same kind of realm as, as uh, you know Chris Archer, Jacob deGrom, and so forth. Uh, you love you some Jose Quintana
2: yeah i've I've liked Jose Quintana for a number of years and once he finally got himself into double digits in the wind department uh he started getting everybody's you know a little bit a uh, little bit more attention out there he he's He's safe he's boring but he, he posts good numbers and I still believe strongly at some point in time he's going to be pitching on a contending team, so I'm not as concerned about the win totals. Uh, as maybe some others are. I I just don't see him uh, being in Chicago for the full of uh, 2017.
0: Aaron Sanchez comes in at number 20. Timmy, he's 25 years old, uh, throws hard, had a great pedigree coming up uh, through the minor leagues. I was never all that high on him because he didn't have control of his stuff. His control definitely improved last year. He does pitch in a terrible division. Uh, there's definitely some hair on this uh, because his xFIP or his FIP was a lot higher than his ERA last year, and the control's still sitting at three. Um, but you do love his stuff. You're looking at his uh, swinging strike percentage is ridiculous, and yeah. velocity is 95 miles an hour. So there's a lot of good stuff there, but it's not the perfect pitching pro- the p- the perfect pitching uh, pitcher out there
2: no and you know the strikeout rates could be a little bit higher as well uh and you know at at 25 last year they they were very very careful with his innings uh i'm leaning towards thinking that toronto's going to turn them loose this year
0: let's go down to 22 to 30 timmy you've got Kentham maeda which you talked about kyle Hendricks. i love your opinion on him Julio Tehron, my boy Danny Duffy, I'm taking him higher than twenty five. Rick Porcella, Garrett Cole. I worry about the health there. Zach Granke, interested in your comment there, Timmy. And Michael Former at twenty nine. And good old Felix Hernandez at thirty. You've got him in Oakland, Timmy. I'm going to switch that in real time. He's in Seattle. <laughs>
2: okay. Yes. Yes, he is. It's a good it's a good thing that one of the two of us proofed this, Rich.
0: There you go, Timmy. So Kyle Hendricks, Timmy. He's boring. He doesn't throw hard. He's a cerebral pitcher. Whatever you want to take a look at it, the guy can flat out pitch. Is he going to duplicate what he did last year, pitching all the innings that he did and kind of with a margin of error, very low?
2: Yeah, I think he is. I, I like Kyle Hendricks. I I think he's going to be a very, very steady pitcher. I, I'd like, I'd like to see a few more strikeouts, but you know, you also look at Hendricks, and he's got a little bit of an offense behind him. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised. I know you, they say you can't predict wins, but when you got the offense behind him in Chicago like he he does, uh, if he can pitch to a 3.40 ERA, he's gonna find he's gonna find lots of wins.
0: Yeah, and if you take a look, I mean, his FIP was he had a 2.13 ERA and a 3.50 you know FIP. I mean, if he still does 3.50. It's still great. It doesn't come with a ton of strikeouts. It comes with a lot of strikeouts, but not a ton. But I agree with you. I think the wins are going to be there. And that's always one of those elusive categories, particularly in a rotisserie league, that's uh, really tough to chase.
2: Well, yeah, it it is. Uh, Having owned uh, Jose Quintana for a number of years when he managed to win nine games uh, reinforced that a bit to me, Rich. Tell
0: me about Zach Granke.
2: Uh, not a bad pitcher, not a good perk.
0: That's the problem, isn't it? I mean, I, uh, he, he claimed he was hurt last year and now fully healthy. Everybody says that.
2: Well, yeah. And you know, I, there's no doubt in my mind, he's shown up in the best shape of his life and is it going to make a difference in that, in that band box?
0: Coming in, uh, I, I Timmy, I, I, uh, he's a do-not-draft for me. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, I, I know he's Zach Granke, but he's starting to get older. The stuff is diminishing. It's a terrible park. The, he's got a great As We know curveballs don't curve. I'd rather own Tywin Walker than Zach Ranky. As you know, I drafted Tywin Walker in our Dynasty League I me, mean, I'm still a big fan of Tywin Walker. I hate the park he's in. I hate the short striding he's in. I'd rather have him over Zach Ranke.
2: Uh, Okay.
0: Okay, <laughs> Tim disagrees. <laughs> let's move yeah. to the ne- let's move to the next 10 and wrap this uh, puppy up for the day. Tanner Rourke, which I thought you were out of your mind until I looked at the NFBC and it was at 33. A lot of love for Tanner Rourke with you and with the NFBC guys. Uh, Rich Hill at 32. Danny Salazar at 33. Kevin Gausman, who I think has got a chance to do something very special this year, uh, 34. Steven Matt's at 35. He can only see healthy. I love the placement of James and Ty on at 36. Matt Harvey. If he comes back healthy, I think we'll jump to top 20, maybe top 15. Uh, Sean Manaya, Wait a minute. Are you out of your mind, Sean Manaya? Sean at 44. You got him at 38. Okay, I don't know if I like that. But Dallas Keiko at 39 and Garrett Richards. A lot of people, we haven't talked enough about Garrett Richards, to be coming back from a plasma injection as opposed to Tommy John surgery. That's pretty impressive if it works.
2: Well, yeah, and you know what, if it works, what's the difference, uh, per se, between uh, Masahiro Tanaka and Garrett Richards?
0: Oh, I think I like Garrett Richards more. I mean, he throws oh. harder, and the strikeouts are, the, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah.
2: And Tanaka threw harder as well before he yeah. had the problems, and he altered, he altered his his game. To compensate for that. And, you know, if you take a couple miles an hour off of Garrett Richards' uh, fastball, I think he can still be an effective pitcher. It's, you know, I've seen Richards go very, very late in drafts. And again, there's a lot of risk, but depending on how far down the, uh, the board he falls, there could also be some pretty significant rewards there.
0: What I like about this 10, Timmy, is there. There's a chance for profit. Obviously, a chance to, mm-hmm. to completely get blown away as well. Galsman's got some profit. Tyon Timmy could, at 36, could return a ton of profit. Matt Harvey, as we mentioned, could turn a ton of profit. Garrett Richards could turn a ton. ton. Even Dallas Kike, if he can become 80% of what he was in 2015, is going to return a ton of, ton of uh, value there. This is a really nice uh, 10, 10 items that you've got here.
2: Well, yeah, and, you know, you look at Salazar if he's healthy. Uh, Rich Hill we know won't be, but, you know, if you can coax 20, 24, 25 games out of Rich Hill, he could post some absolutely off-the-chart numbers. Steven Matz, uh, there's there's risk in here, but there, there's also some pretty healthy rewards if you get the right ones.
0: So give me the one guy, Timmy. You're, you know, you picked your first two guys. Now you're going to pick up your third pitcher. Regardless of how they're ranked, what's the one guy there that intrigues you the most between 31 and 40 that you go, you know, that's the guy I want in this band?
2: Jameson Tyon, hands down.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to argue with that to me. He, he was really good last year, obviously, six foot six and throws hard, uh-huh. really struggled coming back from Tommy John surgery, but he's finally back. That's hard to ignore there. My guy besides Tyon would be Matt Harvey because Matt Harvey's already proven that he can do it. It is right. all about health. I mean, if he's healthy, Timmy, he could be great. Then again, I say that he was terrible last year because I drafted him in an NFC team. How many times did I complain about him, Timmy? I whined about him every other week.
2: Uh, 137, I think, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but Give or think.
0: Was he having arm problems then? I always contended he was hurt. Was he having the arm problems back at the beginning of the season and just wasn't telling anybody, or, or the nerve problems, you know, Timmy, or or was, it, uh, or was that something that later developed?
2: I, I think he was hurt early on in the season, and he, and he played through it, tried to play through it, and it just, he just, it just got to the stage where he couldn't. That's my gut feeling. I don't have anything to support it, but when you look at what he's done historically, what other explanations are there? It, it, he's
0: young, Timmy. Uh, he'd already come back from Tommy John surgery, had played well, maybe he got a little tired as all the Mets pitchers did with their long run in 2015. That's that's what I believed when I was watching. I couldn't tell anything discernibly while while watching a pitch, but it was just one of those things, he can't be healthy. I'm hoping that's it, because I've already picked him up in several leagues that I've drafted, so I'm kind of going all in on Matt Harvey. Uh, but Jameson Tyan is... He, yeah, that's a great pick in there, Tim. I love I love that placement. It's a bold placement. Let's see where the NFPC is going on that, just to see how bold it is. I think you're two or three spots ahead of them. He's at 38. You got him at 36.
2: Yeah, so it's, it's it's not all that bold. But when you look at that group, you know, look at what Danny Salazar did in the first half last year. That was a pretty pretty amazing first half. And we'll pass on talking about the second.
0: You know the guy who really scares me on this list, Timmy, and I, I think I'm just not going to draft him is number 27 and Garrett Cole. I, I, I love the pitcher, man. I love repitches, he pitches. I love that offense behind him. I think there's goodness all around him. I just think there's something wrong with him.
2: Well, you're you're looking at Garrett Cole as quite possibly a number two, number three and i agree with you i'm staying away from garrett cole i'm not going to take i'm not going to take the risk there when when i think there are there are pitchers further down the, the the list that don't represent that same level of risk and you know he he could win people leagues this year he could also lose them leagues
0: yeah i agree and i think it's it's all about health and uh, there was enough crankiness in that elbow last year that's given me pause and yeah, if he if he drops to my fourth pitcher, Tim, I'm all over it because I, I there's right. less risk there. But man, is my third pitcher off the board, or even the second no, the second pitcher off the board, number twenty seven, and let's see where the NFPC has him going. They have him going at no it's uh twenty eight, so they're running in line with you. So, you know, crowdsourcing after lots of drafts, that's where Garrett Cole is going. He just scares me, Timmy. And again, he could he could return you know top 15 starter value but i think there's a greater chance that he's hurt and he just crushes you
2: well yeah and let's face it uh, you have a, a serious uh, liking for the pitcher at number 25 Danny Duffy so we know what direction you're going to be heading in because you're not going to get both of them unless Cole falls off the table and that that's not going to happen unless he's injured sometime in the next week or two
0: And and to me, Timmy, I think we've learned something uh, as we've seen you, Darvish, Danny Duffy, what he did last year. We could go down list after list here of Mm. guys who have gone through Tommy John surgery and have shown that they can pitch effectively afterwards. You at least have the belief that they're good for three or four years, as opposed to guys who throw really hard or they're young. You just kind of feel like you're holding your breath. So as I'm drafted in redraft leagues, I'm beginning to take that into consideration. Yeah, I love Noah Sinegard. Okay, I'll take the risk there. But not on Garrett Cole when I could have Danny Duffy instead. Not on uh, Garrett Cole when I could have probably Michael Fulmer instead. You know, like it's like they're running around that same area, and it just it scares me of what might happen to him.
2: Well, yeah, do you want Jose Quintana as your number two or Garrett Cole?
0: I want Jose Quintana, and there's no question, Timmy. And, again, I fully am aware that Garrett Cole is potentially a better pitcher, has better stuff, better strikeout ability, probably better command. I get all of that. But Jose Quintana I don't think is going to get hurt.
2: Um, I don't think so either, and he would be my pick as well, Rich, hands down.
0: So that's a difference for me, Timmy, playing in a dynasty league where I might say, I'm playing for the next 10 years, all right, I'll take Garrett Cole, because if I lose a year, year and a half, I still got him for eight and a half years. I'm happy with that. But if it's a redraft league, dude, I mean, at some point, you've got to take potential injury consideration, particularly with your pitchers, your top one or two, three pitchers, into consideration.
2: Well, I I can tell you firsthand what, what, what happens when you own Danny Salazar, Lance McCullers, (laughs)
0: <laughs> and Stephen <team> Wright, right. <laughs> okay, In a redraft league. Yeah, <laughs>
2: you wave a white flag and you say it was fun, and you play for the next year, right?
0: Yeah, that's that's tough. And and Timmy, believe it or not, by May fifteenth, we'll have somebody call our show or somebody tweet me, email us, and they have played a done a beautiful draft, and they'll have three other top pitchers will be out for the year. And sometimes it just happens, but it feels like. At least as you're going through, and you got and you drafted Cantana, uh, Danny Duffy, and both of those guys get hurt and lost for the year. I would say, man, you got unlucky. If you draft Garrett Cole and he, out for the year, I would go and Tanaka. I'd go, why'd you do that?
2: Well, yeah. If you draft Steven Strasburg, okay, Garrett yep. Cole, and Tanaka, and you're wondering why two of the three of them are on the DL in the middle of May. We'll we'll tell them what episode this is, and it's <laughs> about eighty minutes in. How's that sound?
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you, Tim. I mean, it's like if you want to take a risk, okay, don't take a risk on everybody. I mean, and and you got somebody, somebody in your league will be the guy who gets every hurt guy and throws them out there because they're all going to bounce back. And I'm just betting the farm. I got Matt Harvey and you know just pick all the guys we've been talking about that have this potential, you know, problem out there. Uh, You can't get them all because that's a good chance to lose. It's probably not going to work out that way.
2: No, it's not going to work out. And and you knew yourself when you started picking up Matt Harvey, you knew the risks. And you determined that it was worth it. So we know we're not going to hear you complaining about Matt Harvey because... Oh.
0: Please, Timmy, I will be complaining about Matt Harvey. There's no question
2: I'll be complaining about Matt Harvey. I uh, couldn't sneak that one through, could I? No.
0: Oh, Timmy, it's my nature to complain about everything. It's That's that's part of my charm. No. You know? I complain about her. I'm the guy that says, why do I own um, – uh, 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 as Drupal Cabrera, I hate as Drupal Cabrera. I mean, it's like I, I complain about it, and yet I still do stupid stuff. But it, it's it, it's it's a fascinating discussion. I think uh, probably this section is just as important to me as your rankings is the strategy around these top forty guys as first three guys that you're picking. It's really important. You, you got to get two out of the three of them right.
2: Well, you, you do, and let's let's face it. Hey, injuries are a part of the game. Every team, for the most part, is going to run into injury problems at some point in time. But the higher risk you take, the likely for that incident, obviously, occurring, and too much of it. And, hey, you got, you got problems. Yeah, you could win your league, but you could also be out of it by the, like you said, the first week of May and sitting back and watching and wondering, well, how many more weeks till football?
0: Yeah, Cole Hamels is incredibly boring, to me. There's, there's nothing exciting about him. He doesn't put up the same kind of numbers he did three or four years ago. He's still really, really good and solid. Yeah, he might be 95% of what he was last year. It's still a solid number two guy.
2: Well, I, I think you're going to get 180-plus innings and everything that goes along with it. And There's, there's nothing wrong... There's nothing wrong with taking chances. I, I've, I've, been, I, I've played a risk game for years and years and years. And, but at the same point in time, it's also got to be measured. You know, if you're taking a, a Trey Turner with your first pick, okay, are you going to come back and take Jonathan VR with your second? Or are you going to take Billy Hamilton? No, I, I, I think you'll look at somebody, Mickey Cabrera, there, there's a perfect second-round pick in most leagues so you know the guy just puts up numbers year after year after year very very quietly but you've got to balance everything out and if there is no balance at the end of the day your odds of winning are are cut exponentially
0: totally agree with you timmy it's been a fascinating discussion i wanted to do it in an hour we're in an hour 20 minutes that's pretty good for us so why don't we cut it off and we're back here next sunday timmy we're going to do it at like three o'clock middle of the afternoon are you good with that
2: That sounds absolutely perfect, yeah. You know, we can do the podcast, and then I can sit down and make myself some, uh, me and Kathy, some chicken balls and enjoy a nice Sunday supper.
0: That sounds terrific. So 3 o'clock my time, 2 o'clock your time on on next Sunday.
2: Done like dinner, my friend.
0: Sounds great. Timmy, it has been a blast. Do you have anything you'd like to promote, anything that you're doing over the next uh, week or so?
2: Uh, probably consuming massive amounts of alcohol, trying to figure out a strategy for Tote Wars. Uh, but other than that, no. I, uh, I'm i just going to be focusing uh, the next uh, few days on uh, trying to come up with just refining what I think my strategy will be. And I'm looking forward to it. I, I always have a lot of fun with that. And I'm probably going to live blog it again this year, Rich.
0: Well, that's awesome. How much time between picks? 60 seconds or 90? Uh,
2: 90, but it's more like 40 to 45 for the most part. There's
0: okay. usually
2: not a lot of lollygagging. This gang gets at her and gets her done.
0: Well, the nice thing is, Tim, you're sitting smack in the middle, so at least uh, you won't lose out on any runs. You won't have kind of the short side of a, of a, um, you know, of a, of a, of a round to kind of deal with it. And we're going to talk about this in the coming weeks is just pure draft strategy. After next week, we'll get through starting pitchers. Then it's going to be drafting strategy, sleepers and busts and so forth. But what if you're drafting at the top? What if you're drafting in the middle? What if you're drafting at the end? And, you know, if you're in a 15 team league, Timmy, and you're at the, one of the corners that's called one, two, three, or, or 13, 14, 15, where you've got that short, uh, you know, that short thing in the middle you know, how do you, how do you deal with that? What strategies around that? There's a lot of very interesting things that I think people forget about and looking at other teams and what they've drafted. And, you know, this already guy already has three starting pitchers. What's the likelihood of picking the fourth starting pitcher? But they don't have a closer. You want to get a closer, so maybe go out. So there's lots of things that you think about when you're drafting at the corners that people don't think about because they put their head down and don't look about what's going around the draft table.
2: Well, yeah, you can control a draft somewhere at the corners, okay? But in your efforts to control it, you also have to be very aware that the term reach has to come into play because you got, yeah. you're yeah you looking at 29 picks before it comes back to you. If there's anybody in that group that isn't going to make it back to you, you don't feel is going to make it back to you, you, you're, you're going to be pulling early. And... I had an, I had the option in TOTE of looking at a ladder draft slot. And I could have had 14. One of the people ahead of me, I was originally drafting eight, one of the seven in front of me went with the wheel. And I decided to stand pat in the middle simply because I think it affords me an opportunity where I can stay away from it. It's a little bit safer. And, a little, and I'm, I'm going to take a cautious approach rather than getting involved in a situation where I've got that 26 to 28 picks before it comes back to me. Because, hey, people are going to take risks in this draft. It, it goes with the turf.
0: It does, Timmy, And there's definitely strategies, and we're going to talk about it, middle, top, and back, and how you deal with that, particularly how do you deal with a short round. So, again, picking 12th, you got 13, 14, 15, so you got six picks in there people you need to be studying everybody else's team to figure out what they're going to pick because it's going to drive what you should pick and uh, because you know you don't want to be stupid and you need a third baseman and three of the guys uh after you timmy need a third baseman and you've got a guy that you really want out there don't like you gotta take him you can't wait yeah. and think he's going to come back to you
2: well, one of the one of the the things that I've been very successful at over the years is exactly what you just said, Rich, is uh, I've got the board pulled up in front of me. I know what people need. I'm anticipating what direction they're going to head in, and I've always got 3 to 4 players queued up. And it's very, very important that one always pays attention, especially on a short clock to what's going on around them because you could find yourself all of a sudden saying, "Huh?" Let me see. Who's my best second baseman? Mondesi? How'd that happen? You know what no. I mean? Very oh, that quickly.
0: hurts, Timmy. That that really that, that cut to the core, Timmy. I'm going to tell you that cut to the core. That's my NFBC team, Raul Mondesi Jr. Not Raul Mondesi Senior, but Jr. But uh, I'm I'm expecting big things.
2: I own him in uh, CBSAL only, so I'm rooting for him in a big way as well, Rich.
0: Leonis Martin, Tim, that's, that's my two guys. I just need some stolen bases out of those guys, please. Timmy's yeah, you'll been a get, lot of you'll fun. You'll
2: get them. You'll get them. You're, you're okay.
0: Timmy, it's been a lot of fun. Great stuff. Great content. Look for the starting pitchers to be up in the next few days, probably more towards the weekend. And we'll be back here on Sunday, Timmy, talking the, re- the rest of the 120. We're not going to do all 120, but uh, that's what we're going to be talking about.
2: Yeah, it's amazing when you start looking at starting pitchers how many, in fact, there actually are. I cut my list back to get it to 161. Scary, huh?
0: It sure is. Timmy, have a great rest of the week, and uh, as the old saying goes, be well.
2: Yes, back at you, Rich. We'll catch you Sunday afternoon.
0: See ya.